Hello everybody, once again welcome to Lifehouse Church Spiritual Warfare Podcast. My name is once again Ben Hobson, I'm here with the delightful David Thomas. Hi everybody, how are you all going this week? We're just, we're getting more nervous as the oh, weeks go by, yeah, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, but pressing that button and seeing the little red light come on is so nerve-wracking. Like you don't want to, the reason I bre- try and break the ice a bit for us when we're introducing the podcast is so we can get used to it a bit. Yeah. Do, you, do you notice how we waffle before we press the button? Yeah. And we, it's like, all, oh, well, it's serious. Oh, ben, yeah. how are you doing? I know. Oh, David, I'm doing fine. How are you doing, David? <laughs> <laughs> and we're trying, trying to stall the pressing of the button. We do have some important stuff to say today, and that's probably why we're a bit nervous about yeah. it. Cause, and we're speaking to more people than what we thought was originally going to happen. God's really extended this podcast yes. further yes. than what we'd originally envisaged. These are like that word. Mm. Did you like that? Oh, man, you're cranking out the dictionary. I know, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, what we're talking about this week is an extension, I guess, what you'd, is what you'd call it from last week, where we yep. looked at angels and we looked at the different types of angels. Yeah. This week, we're going to be looking at angels, their characters, like yep. the character yep. of the different types, or just on all general round. character, your general character. What an angel does. What an, what an angel would be, what his character is. Cool. And then we're going to be looking at their work. Yes. So what, what they do, what their specific role is. Yes. Cool. Well, let's get started. What? <laughs> just what an all-round, just yeah. general. What is their character? What is their character? Yeah. Uh, before I begin, there's a couple of points with regards to their character that I'm going to share with you. But before I begin, the, 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 the previous podcast and this podcast okay. are pretty important, even though we haven't even started talking about the enemy yet. Hmm. This is pretty important because this is going to give you a parameter on looking at your enemy. Mm. Now, uh, when I was up at Warwick, when we were preaching there for the men's and we, and, and I was preaching on the sermon, I used the sermon, what does a man of God look like? I had in my mind on one of the illustrations where we, we'd get like this little um, 3D science fiction little thing there and it'll produce a 3d image a hologram a hologram yeah, yeah a holographic image of of, of of a man of god so just just picture yourself now with a sitting there and there's a holographic image and and, and up, up comes this angel and now we're looking at well what what is an angel where do they come from what are their ranks mm. you know so we, we've dealt with all of that yes now we're looking at the character of an angel. Okay, this is what an angel's character looks like. Cool. And then this is what an angel's work, this is what he does. The advantage of understanding the angels from God's perspective, all we have to do is then put the word anti in front of any one of these things. Yeah. Now that's... the word anti is to replace hmm. or the word opposite. Hmm. So the first characteristic that we're going to look at is, is, is the angels of God are absolutely obedient to god 100 percent. 100 percent. you know uh, we pray the lord's prayer your kingdom come on earth as it is done in uh, on earth as it is in heaven uh, yeah as it is in heaven yep now how often are we obedient to doing the lord's will mm. on earth as it is done in heaven so in heaven when God issues a command or God issues a request or God says, do this or do that, instantaneous obedience. Yeah. 100% compliance. 100%. Compare this with, so that's Matthew 6.10, you know, where it results with us. Yes. If it results 
if you look at the, the demonic forces, they even if, if God commands them to do something, they will have to obey. That's interesting, isn't yes. it? When you think about that, yeah. Yeah. They cannot do anything without God's express permission. You can go look at that in the story of Job. Mm, yes. So Satan's coming against Job. He couldn't touch Job until God said, okay, you can go that far. And then the next series of attacks, okay, you can go that far, but you can't do this. Mm. So he put restrictions yeah. in, yeah. Now, God's angels are completely obedient in terms of issuing his instructions. Mm. So he says, do something. They don't even question. Listen to this, Psalm 103 verse 20. Blessed, bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. Mm. That's out of the New King James Version. Mm. Um, in 1 Peter 3, 20, 22, it says, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God, angels and authorities and powers having been made subject to him. So hmm. they are completely subjected, subject to the authority of Jesus Christ. And, 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 and the, the number one, one of, for me, the number one characteristic of an angel is obedience. They take their commission with absolute seriousness. They do it completely, fully, in excellence, no hesitation, hmm. and there's no hesitancy about what they do. Now, can I ask just a few questions on that? Yeah. First... When we're, when we're saying they're in 100% compliance with God, they have free will. Angels have yes. the free will. And we've, I think we've discussed that before, yes. right? They have free will. Do you find that... I, I, I imagine people would come up with the question, is it a little unfair to expect us... You know how you're saying, do on earth as, as you will done in heaven. Mm. Is it a little unfair because we, our listening to the voice of God can get distorted through different things? and th Like, is it unfair for human beings to be expected to the same standard that is an argument but it's a false argument well it, not, not, not no it's, let me let me say it's not a false argument it's it's a, it's an argument it's a point of view yeah but a christian can operate at the same level as jesus christ when he was on earth yeah and see like that that's yeah. important and i really yeah. that's something i want people to get and yeah. something i yeah. want you to could you speak on that a little well, bit i just well we we have free will. Yes. Okay. Now, before we were saved, we were subject to the law of sin and death in our lives. So sin ruled us and we were slaves to sin. So we were slaves to our own desires, our own flesh nature and yes. our own flesh. And we followed the desires of our flesh. So, so whatever we desired, that ruled us. Mm. Now, when we became born again, Christ took the old nature out of us and gave us his nature. Mm. Look at the armor. Everything on that armor, he's given to us. That's number two. Thirdly, he's, well, most importantly, he's given us his Holy Spirit. Mm. And so we are now completely free of the law of sin and death. We are completely free of any authority that sa Satan might have over us, any power Satan might have over us. We are also completely free from sin, its effects, and the law of sin and death in our life. Mm. So in actual effect, theoretically, hmm. we can operate at the same level as Jesus Christ. Which is, that would be awesome, wouldn't it? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not that we maybe should ever think with, with the, you know, we're up there with Jesus kind of thing, no, but no, we no, should no. aspire to that. Well, well 
the Bible tells us to aspire to that. The mm. Bible says the, the, the fivefold ministry is there to equip the saints to maturity so that they can be like Jesus. Mm. That's the, that is the measure and that is what we're headed for. Yeah, and that's that's something that gets lost a lot, isn't it? Yes. Where you don't Yeah. Yeah, that's I the think, benchmark. <laughs> I think a lot of well, just a lot of churches that I've seen and heard, like I listen to a lot of things on YouTube, they don't seem to talk a lot about what the goal of a Christian should be, what the Christian life should be. And it's just sort of a week in, week out. You sort of sit there and listen and and you don't really have any sort of place to walk toward. Mm. And I think it's important to recognize that we're aiming for Jesus. Well, you, can, you can sum it up in two passages of Scripture, Matthew 28 and Matthew, or now I've gone blank, 22. The command and the commission, love the Lord your God with everything in you. Mm. Love your neighbor as yourself. Mm. Boom, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> and then go out and make a disciple. Yeah. On a yearly basis. That's it. That, there, there it is. Everything else will follow. Simplistic. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Sorry for derailing. It's just, I like these because it's an opportunity for <laughs> me to problem. ask questions. Yeah. So, so keep going with All the right. angel's character. The next yeah. character is reverence. Reverence. The, the, the angels of God, their highest activity is to worship God. And you can, you, can, you can see that permeated throughout the scriptures. Nehemiah 9, 6 says, You alone are Lord. You have made heaven, the, heavens, the, the, the heaven of heavens with all their hosts, the earth and everything in it, the seas and all that is in them, and you preserve them all. The hosts of heaven worship you. Go and look at the, the seraph. Remember, we talked about that yeah. category of seraphs. They are around the throne of God, worshiping God 24-7 mm-hmm. all the time. Um. Possibly, it's a it's a concept that might be a little bit foreign to us. This this twenty four seven worship, but when you get into the presence of God, I think it's going to be an automatic mm. throw your face down and just worship. It's gonna just be when the, you see Him, it's yeah. going to be oh goodness, oh my God, my God, my God, I worship you. Um. I think that's going to happen to us. I think that's going to be so... <laughs> how much of a relief will that be to people yeah. like in in ordinary worship services? A lot of us can get bogged down into oh, what's the person next to me doing all yeah. that. How much of a relief will it be yeah. to get up there and just be able to dance around in your underwear like King David did? Ah, well, I don't know whether we'll have underwear that's, or not. That's my dream, you... <laughs> <laughs> dance I'd rather have heavenly clothing than underwear. Really? Yeah, I'd rather get my clothes from the Lord, you know, that, that new robe. Will we have clothes stuff. in heaven? Oh, yeah, new heavenly clothes. Really? New name, you name it. Cool. New name, heavenly clothes. Um, Man, you remember what I said yesterday in Nike? the sermon? Nike? Nike shoes. Who'd want to wear <laughs> Nike in heaven? <laughs> I don't know. I'd, 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 have, I'd have a Nikeo pair of runners in heaven. Ah. You know, Nikeo comes from the Greek. Go for it. <laughs> do, you, do you think? Do you think we'll all be like super buff and intoned, like ideal specimens? I of... think you'd you'd be at your you'd you'd be at your best. You'd be at your best. A, a good picture of of wanting to know what a person looks like is go and look at the resurrected Jesus when he was on earth. Don't look, that, at that the, is good, don't, yeah. don't look at Jesus when he comes down from heaven yeah. on that white horse. There I love, I just, I love, this is something that God's been talking to me about recently, is getting a real desire for heaven and to think about heaven and to think about what it's going to be like. And I love thinking about... Can I throw something at you to, to think about? Yeah. 
do you know that when uh, this is my personal belief it's not scripturally based it's just what i believe in yeah. the closer we walk with the lord here on earth and the more intimate we relationship we have with the lord and the things of god here on earth when we get to heaven there's going to be a lot of familiarity around us mm. yeah i see what you're saying you know like you know, when when we get to heaven when God speaks to us, it's not going to be, whoa, is that what you sound like? Because we hear his voice now. Mm, well, yeah. Worship. Worship's not going to be strange to us. Praise is not going to be strange to us. Mm. Dealing with the angelic host is not going to be strange to us because we, 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 we interact with the Lord and the things of God and the kingdom of God. Kingdom authority and power that we begin to learn to use here. We're going to be using up there. We're going to be using for the rest of eternity. That's awesome. It's exciting. It is exciting. Yeah. All right. They're also wise. Mm. Okay, so it's it's obedient, reverent, and wise. The, I'm gonna again. I'm gonna throw some specu- uh, my thoughts here at you. But well, when you're saying <laughs> speculation, it's a little hard because yeah. there's not a lot in the no, Bible, is there? No, so no. yeah, go ahead. Angelic intelligence exceeds the intelligence of man. I think because of the fall of man. All so right? you're saying. By that sin, sin, sin dulled us. So Adam, in his full glory, when he was first created, was as smart as the angelic host. I would say that he, he, when when God said he is good. I mean, yeah. he must have been good. He must, he must have, have been hundred percent. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so when we fell, I mean, ten percent, ten percent usage of our brain at the moment. Mm-hmm. You look what look what look what we're accomplishing with the use of ten percent. Okay, we 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 misuse a lot of it. Yes, but, we do. But look what we are accomplishing yeah. with ten percent. What would happen if the if if that ninety percent gets activated? What mm. what do you you know? I, I, just yeah. I just speculate. I just speculate. What was think, the original purpose of the entire yeah, yeah. human mind? Yeah, and that's that's very interesting to think of. Like mm. he did, he created things like language yeah. and. So, I believe they're very, very wise. Cool. Um, their intellect is not infinite. God is infinite. Their intellect is not infinite. They are finite in terms of where they can be and their power and their authority. And it's all subject to Jesus Christ. He is infinite. They are not. Mm-hmm. So, their intellect is not, nor is ours. Mm-hmm. Um I don't believe angels can directly discern our thoughts either. So sometimes you know, people might think, oh, geez, so there's a demon reading my thoughts. I do not believe that they can do that. Um, yeah, I mean, you've got scriptures in 2 Samuel 14, 7. You can go and read 1, 1 Kings 8, 39. Then here in heaven, uh, then here in heaven, your dwelling place and forgive and act and, and give to everyone according to all his ways, whose heart you know for you alone know the hearts of all the sons of men. It's only God. Yeah, that's... It's only God that sees into our deep recesses of our heart. Nothing you is alone. hidden from God, mm. you know? And, and, and so, so if there's any people out there that think, oh, gee, a demon can read my thought. No, he can't. We'll discuss what a demon can and can't do. That's very important yeah. too because I even have a misunderstanding yeah. of what that means because... Mm. When I pray spiritual warfare, when I banish things like anxiousness from me, I'm 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 still a bit iffy about how exactly that works. You know what I mean? Yeah, we'll so, get we'll get into all those dynamics at a later stage. 
Good. Uh, they, the angels know the mysteries of God. Now, you do know that there are a lot of mysteries of God mentioned in the Bible. You also know that uh, we see through a glass darkly. What did, wait, what does that mean? Well, we, it's we, distorted. We, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, <laughs> slightly. <laughs> As Paul quoting, uh, we see through a glass darkly. We don't perceive fully the depth and breadth of God. We, it's impossible. It's impossible. Yeah. It's impossible. It'll take us an eternity just to scratch the surface. With 10% with, with of regard, their brains. With, with regard, even with 100%. <laughs> but these angels know the mysteries of God. For example, 1 Peter 1.12, to them it was revealed that, not to themselves, but to us, they were ministering the things which now have been reported to you through those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. Things which angels desire to look into. Now, one of the things that angels do not know and have no experience with is the salvation experience of Jesus Christ and that relationship that we have with Jesus. That's and, interesting, and, and they, isn't it? And they desire to look into those things. It's something they desire to look into. And that's something that may have... Oh, well, I'm just speculating myself here with the lesser knowledge than what, <laughs> am I, what you have, the lesser years of experience, but maybe Lucifer was a bit envious of that relationship God had with man, and that's well, why he got a bit jealous, it right? is, it, 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 is, it is a possibility. It is a possibility when you look at Isaiah 14 and Ezekiel 22 or 28, where, where it talks about the fall of Lucifer, and we'll go into that pretty extensively uh, in, in some of the podcasts. And I spoke about it a little bit. I hinted about it in my sermon yesterday uh, that, that God made man just a little bit lower than himself and mankind will be ruling and well, not ruling, but judging angels and angels are there to serve mankind. They are servants. Mm. Um, so that could could be a possibility it mm. could be a possibility but the one thing that they would love to look into is this the the, the one of them the mystery of salvation mm. the relationship with jesus yeah another one is meekness okay meekness it's it's a it's a good word i love this word it's one of the words that is probably so misused yeah so you've got humble timid submissive gentle docile modest um but meekness, not in weakness, not in being push pushovers, but meekness to God's will. Mm. Okay? Mm. Do you yeah. understand that? Do That's, you see the difference there? I think so, yeah. So these angels are meek to the will of God. And that is a powerful thing because then they're under authority. Yeah. And they carry the authority of God with them because they're submissive to the will of God, to the purposes of God. And, 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 and they, they, when they walk, walk, they walk in God's authority. So, um, whereas angels who are greater in power and might do not bring a revealing accusation against him before the Lord. That's 2 Peter 2.11, Jude 9. Um, even amongst himself, dealing amongst themselves, they, they, they deal with each other with reverence and respect. They don't just, you know lorded over each other because in Jude 9 we saw we see that the archangel Michael when disputing with the body of Moses what they were going to do with the body of Moses with the devil rebuked the devil in the name of the Lord not in his own authority in his own power he used the name of the Lord yeah you know in terms of that they don't seek per, you know they don't harbor personal resentments they don't fight against each other they don't, you know they operate as one and they're almost like a, a fully equipped tool of God Hey, it's just like he's extending his hand mm. and just smoothing or raising up, you know. It's very interesting. Mighty is another one. 
Okay, so obedient, reverent, wise, meek, mighty. Uh, we read in Psalm 103.20, previously I read that, who excel in strength. Um, so it's, it's pretty difficult to try and understand how mighty they are because it's, you read different stories in, 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 in one angel flew over a battlefield and like s tens of thousands died one angel flew over Egypt and every firstborn of everything died Yep. we don't know the extent of their strength of, mm -hmm. of, of that but you know we, we, do re we do recognize that the authority there are ranks of authority so you've got your archangels you've got your territorial spirits or your princes of nations your cherubim your seraphim so we've got those ranks there and obviously there's the they are mighty mm. one angel put in the garden of eden god the tree of life so, but then another angel couldn't get through to daniel because of what we were saying the principality yeah, so yeah. there's obviously yep different strengths different types of yep strengths and then finally holy hmm Okay, they are holy. Now, holy, we really need to redeem this word holy. We really need to grasp and understand what the word holy means. Holy doesn't mean walking around holier than thou. Monk. I'm better than you and this, that, and the other. Bold head. Yeah. Holy means... Not that there's anything wrong with people who are bold. Or monks. Or monks. We love monks. If they're listening to the podcast, <laughs> download it on their iTunes. Yeah, we do love monks. <laughs> but holiness means... You, <laughs> Benjamin, <laughs> holiness means we are separate mm. for God's service. So a, a holy, a holy vessel is something that is used exclusively for. And like so, we were saying before, with the, just yeah. one hundred percent tool of God. Yeah. yeah. So, so being set apart for God's work, these are holy angels. So, what do you what do you mean when you say you have to redeem that word because it's because been it's used. so misused? Yeah. It's so misused. There's so many words in the Bible that have been misused and clouded and clouded by the religious spirit. Mm. One of the one of the most destructive forces in the body of Christ, and we and, and I'm going to go extensively into that in this podcast later on is 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 dealing with the religious spirit and the different avenues the religious spirit uses to come against the church. And the, the, the religious spirit smudges definitions. And that's why you'll hear me, you hear when I preach, I often, I'll say, I need to define this. Yeah. This is what I mean when I say this word. Yeah. And I do that because oftentimes when you're talking to different types of people, um, the politically correct spirit or the religious spirit will get them to use a word and then its usage becomes distorted mm. and from that distortion they'll make a whole opinion a foundation and a foundation a in their life which becomes a stronghold and then they'll promote that within yeah. the culture they're in and it'll yeah. permeate and then it will just spread so, throughout so, so people think oh holy ho being holy or being holy means uh, I have to become all religious I have to do all certain rites and all that kind of stuff yeah. not at all yeah. holiness means I am I am separated to be used by God within the parameters of the call upon my life. Yeah. And, and do you see how it clears yeah, your do. definition? That's good. Yeah. We have to go on to their work quickly. We have about uh, six and a half minutes left. All right. Uh, let me rush through this quickly. This is, this is, but also, still lend it. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> this is, a, this is, this is very important um, because what we'll do is we'll, you, you, you flip this. 
and you begin to start gaining an understanding of what a demon can and can't do. Yeah, okay, cool. All right, God's uh, God's agents. So um, they are the executioners of the decrees of God. We've mentioned this before. Yes. So I'm just going to throw out some scriptures here. I'm not going to read them because of time. Genesis 3.24, Matthew 13.39. Uh, verse 41, verse 49, uh, Mark 13, 27, Acts 12, 29. So generally speaking, they are God's agents and they are there for the redemptive purposes of God and the retributive purposes of God. Yes. Simply put, when God wants judgment, he'll send angels. When God wants to issue redemptive purposes or the salvation and grace of God, he'll send angels. Mm -hmm. So those are God's agents. So... If you're looking at that and you flip it over to a demon, just think the opposite. So God's redemptive purposes, they will work opposite to that. And then you can read the scripture in Corinthians where it says the God of this world blinds the eyes of men for the gospel to, to hear the gospel. He to, to see the gospel, to hear the gospel. They if they were used for redemptive purposes, they now switched alliances, switch sides, and they'll use the same giftings to come against the purpose of God. So if they were there to worship, they will use that that same gifting against. Mm. Uh, God's messengers. Yep. Okay, so whenever God wants to send a specific message, you know, we know that the Holy Spirit speaks to us, etc., and we can have direct communication with our intimacy with the Lord. But God also uses angels. The word angel is a messenger. So announcements, Luke 1, 11 warnings Hebrews 2 2 instruction Acts 10 3 encouragement Genesis 28 Revelation Daniel 9 and Reve- uh, and, and, and the book of Revelation 1 1 um, so that's those are the those are the areas so an announcement a warning instruction encouragement revelation yep a demon does the same thing but opposite hmm see I see all right finally they are servants God's servants. Hebrews 1.14 Are they not all ministering servants sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation? Now this is important. This is important. Uh, For a Christian to understand what an angel of God will do with regards to you. Okay? They are there to sustain you. Matthew 4.11 They are there to preserve Exodus 23:20 they are there to deliver Isaiah 63:9 they are there to intercede Revelation 8:3-4 and they are there to minister to the righteous after death wow. Luke 16:22 okay okay so what is so when you say to intercede what is what does that mean intercede what, they'll intercede they'll before God they'll gap. step in that gap for you they're there for you here's an interesting thing how much time do we have left I don't know no, we just about three minutes three minutes okay guardian angels do we have such a thing as guardian angels do you have an angel that is assigned to you personally wow I haven't really thought about that since becoming <laughs> Christian sidestepping the question <laughs> love the way I did that okay very good all right now um my personal belief is I believe we do have angels that look after us individually. I mean, in, in, and, and when we go into looking at the demonic forces, we'll look at familiar spirits that are transferred down family lines. Where this originated from is Matthew 18.10. Jesus is talking and he says this, Take heed that you do not despise one of these little ones, children. Yes. For I say 
to you that in heaven their angels always see the face of my Father who is in heaven. So specifically attributing angels to the children. Careful how you treat the little children because their angel is in communion with God yeah, in heaven. Yeah, reflect it. Be careful, yeah. you know. I mean, yep. later on, Jesus says, you harm one of these little ones, put a big stone around your neck and drop yourself in the deepest ocean because that's how I'm going to deal with you, you know. Uh, Acts twelve fifteen, But they said to her, you are besides yourself. Yet she kept insisting that it was so. So they said, it's his angel. So when Peter was... Peter was released from prison, comes knocking on the, trying to get into the disciples' house. Please let me in. I've just escaped from prison. Yeah. <laughs> the servant calls in. Oh, it's Peter. She doesn't open up for him. I don't know why, but she's freaking out. Runs back to the disciples. Peter at the door. Peter at the door. No, 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 he's not. He's in prison. She's insisting, insisting. No, it's his angel then. You've seen his angel. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so you can imply that, that, that the early church believed this as well. In individual angels. Yeah. Uh, you can't be dogmatic in this area. You mm. can't definitively say because you know you're not. You, I'm picking at one scripture. I'm picking at another scripture. I'm I'm looking at it here, there, and everywhere. So I'm not dogmatic in that. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you have to be dogmatic to it. I'm not saying that believing it or not believing it's going to make any difference to your eternal salvation. Um, ah, just. But it is good to know what yeah. the options are because a lot of people don't define their own beliefs. Mm. They rather just let them yeah. get all hazy. Rather than think about it, it's good to think about this yeah. sort of thing. My personal belief is I, I do have an angel looking after me and my family, and, and, and yeah. And they, they, and they are there to sustain, preserve, deliver, and intercede. But see, then what about that, that where Jesus casts those demons, or as we're looking at it, fallen angels out of that man, and there's how many? There's thousands or something, isn't there? Legion. The, a legion. Mm. So who's to say we don't have legions at our backs either? Legions of good angels. Yep, and there's, what, two two to one against us. There's only a third left, only a third deserted their position. Yeah, so there's legions and legions. <laughs> anyway, we'll, we'll wrap it up there, folks. Thanks yeah. for sticking with us, and thanks for listening. Yeah. Next week. Next week? What we is st- next week? We start looking at Satan and his titles. Again, that's an important thing to look at, because where you look at his titles, you start looking at avenues of attack. Right, cool. Alright, so stay tuned next week. I just want to put a quick quick plug out there. We're actually running a boot camp come early June for those of our listeners who are in Australia. This boot camp is for men and it's Fight Club Boot Camp and David will be speaking as well as David's son, Callan, and this other guy <laughs> who you don't know yet, another two guys. Chris. Chris and, uh, and Wayne. And, and my friend Wayne. Yeah, and it's a really exciting camp. It's really good and David... Last year, David takes a spiritual warfare session and he just, it was moving and awesome to watch. So check out our website at www.life-house.net and there's registration forms and all that sort of thing. It's June 2nd, roughly, to about 5th. 2nd to the 5th. 2011. So let's date, let's date this oh, one. Oh, to the podcast. Yeah, it's yeah, a good idea. And then we've got things coming up the next year. Anyway, check it all out. It's all on the website. Thanks for listening, guys, and I guess we'll see you next week. Hey, send us your questions. Oh, of and course, we'd love yeah. to answer. We'd love to have just a and a session here about spiritual warfare. Yeah. So if you want to send in your questions, do so. But, hey, have a great week, guys. Yeah. We, to do the question-answers thing, we need more questions, don't we? Yeah. We need to get to at least, like, six. Yeah. Okay. Okay, see you guys. <laughs>